Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the All Things Sleep and Parenting with Pam. Hello. And myself, Alisa. Today's topic, we're going to be talking all about transitioning your baby from sleeping in arms into their crib or bassinet, which is such a huge topic for lots of parents, especially (laughs) those with younger children, younger babies, because they get really comfy sleeping in arms. And there's not a whole lot we can do in terms of sleep coaching before the age of four months, but there are still some little things that you can start working on to get your baby comfortable in their own sleep space. Absolutely. Hi guys. We're so glad that you can join us. Um, I love this topic because this is one that a lot of our families feel really guilty about in those first couple of months that, you know, I'm starting bad habits and my baby's only sleeping in my arms and I, they should be sleeping in the bassinet, right? That magical word should the most judgmental word out there, but we want you to know that that is an expectation. Your baby's going to sleep best in your arms, especially, you know, our zero to four month olds, three month olds are going to do best in arms. So it's not uncommon that you get a really great nap in arms, but when you do try and transfer them, if they do fall asleep in, you know, the bassinet or the crib, that that nap is short. So that is an expectation as you start getting them comfortable sleeping in another space. Another rule, rule, quote unquote, that we really want to remember is that try, try again. Our little ones aren't used to these new things that we're throwing at them. So, you know, as we chat through some of our tips today, remember that this isn't just going to be a one and done thing. It's not like we've tried it once. It doesn't work. Oh no, I can't try it again. It is definitely something that we want to keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, letting our little ones adjust. Of course, with our support and us being there, we'll chat through that. But knowing that this isn't typically a, I've just put them in the bassinet and they slept so well. So one of the first things that you want to do is get them used to that bassinet or crib Mm -hmm. first, right? So this is when you can start to do a little bit of crib play during the day. That's when you just take some time during their awake periods and you put them into their bassinet for a few minutes and let them just explore. Normally they're pretty content doing this. It's very different from sleep time because you haven't gone through your pre-sleep routine. It's light in the room. We actually have a full episode all about crib play that we will post in the description. So you can have a listen to that and gain a little more information on what you can do there. The second thing you want to try once you've worked on getting your little one used to the bassinet a little bit, when you're ready to start trying to transfer them, What I would do is start with one nap a day at first. So like Pam mentioned, you want to get them used to this space. They're not entirely used to it. They sleep better in arms at this point. And so you want to balance giving them the opportunity to be in their own sleep space and sleep independently without having to be held. But you also don't want to work on this all day long, every day. And then your baby ends up just losing more and more and more sleep, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you're sleep coaching, that's completely different. (laughs) And we will talk about that after, but this is just you working gradually to get your baby used to sleeping in the bassinet. So try one nap a day. 
normally that first nap is the one that they're most receptive to, and they fall asleep a little bit better and easier for that nap. So you can just take that nap and try it. And if it doesn't go well, and they only sleep for 20 minutes, you go in, you recreate what you did to put them to sleep, to get them back to sleep, or just to keep them in their sleep space for a little bit longer. Again, we have an episode all about short (laughs) naps that we will link as well. Yeah, especially at this age, if we're just kind of getting them used to that bassinet and they typically are having like hour, hour and a half naps, that's not typical of all babies that they're going to be sleeping an hour, an hour and a half naps. But if they are, and then you transfer them to the crib and they say they only sleep for 20 minutes or the bassinet, they only sleep for 20 minutes. That's where you can pick them up and try and get them back to sleep and extend that nap. If it's on you or in that space, that's fine. But um, it is okay to, to go and try and extend that nap. One of my most favorite tips is warming that space. So of course we have to be safety conscious, right? I had a plug-in heating pad that I loved. Uh, I would put that, so a couple minutes before I would put that in their sleep space, not with a baby in it, of course. Uh, I would put that in their sleep space. And then just before I was about to move the baby in, I would take the heating pad out, give, and you could use a hot water bottle, you could sit on the sheet for a minute if that's if that's um, easiest for you. Um, but the idea is, is we're warming that space. So they're going from warm arms, you know, nice and cuddled into a warm space. And it is the cutest thing. They, they're like kittens. They like, you see them roll their back against that hot spot and then they kind of stretch a little bit. So using that can kind of going from transferring from warm arms into a warm space can, can also help. Transferring them at the right time. Mm, Oftentimes, Oftentimes what we do is we hold our babies until our arms start to get tired or until we're thinking about all the things that we need to be doing. And then we're like, okay, we're going to them down now into their own space. Normally that's around that 40 minutes of them being asleep. And that's when we would put them in and they're coming out of their sleep cycle. They're coming into a lighter sleep. So naturally we put them into their bassinet and they wake up fully and they're thinking, what the heck are you doing? I was comfortable in there. I was transitioning into another sleep cycle and now I'm in this different space. Nope. No, thank you. And they just wake up fully. (laughs) So trying to transfer them between about 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes of them being asleep is normally a great time to transfer them over. Mm -hmm. When you do put them into the bassinet, bend as much as you can follow them with your body so that you're, you're getting as close as you can until the very last second. And then put your hands on them, put both of your hands on them. One, usually on the chest, one on the diaper area, just so that they still feel that physical contact and they're still feeling secure in there. And then you slowly remove one hand at a time. So maybe the the one by the bum becomes the one that you take off first, and then you slowly remove the one that's by their chest area or on their back. And you just kind of slowly remove that one. And then at that point, you just stand there and see what they do. If they start moving again, you can just put your hands back on them. So it's okay to use the physical support at the beginning. As your baby grows and becomes more comfortable with this, you can use less and less of that physical support Mm -hmm. to get them to be comfortable in their own sleep space. So really at first you can use all that support that you need, use your hands-on approach and then ease off of that as they get a little bit older. 
don't be afraid of a little bit of fussing either. There's nothing wrong with giving them a little bit of space when they're just fussing or lightly kind of like, Meh, like making little squawks or whatever. <laughs> with that, like <laughs> those little sounds, right? We're not saying like, you know, full blown, your baby's red in the face screaming and you're like, I'm just giving them some space. This is more of like those, like, you know, when they're stretching and they're grunting and they're kind of groaning, they don't necessarily need full on hands on there. Of course, if that's what you prefer, then go for it. Um, but giving them a little bit of space as they're kind of moving through that, if they start to get upset from there, if they start to become more awake, then definitely hands on. But a lot of times babies will kind of make those sounds, stretch, do that kind of stuff, and then like settle into sleep. So one thing too, when you are putting them down, like Elisa said, with the hands, you might find that if you put their two hands on their chest and your hand is on their hands, that can kind of help because that, that reflex, right. With their hands going. So holding their hands can actually help as you're transitioning them in. So kind of put them on the chest, put your hands on top of their chest. Um, and you're using that. So that's nice and comforting to them. And that kind of maintains throughout, but it is very normal for them to make little sounds and it is okay if you're not rushing to them as they make those little noises. Giving them a little bit of space can actually help them feel more comfortable in their sleep space because they're understanding that they can be in there for a couple of minutes without someone coming and just rushing right back to them. So I know that as parents, our first instinct, as soon as we hear a noise from our babies is to just be right there beside them, but just kind of remind yourself that it's okay to give them a couple of minutes of space before you go and put your hands on. Mm -hmm. It's okay to, to kind of let them fuss it out for a few minutes before you go and put your hand on them. You don't have to rush to their side. You can still support them without being there in a flash second. And scooping them up right away, right? We want to be mindful of that response. So even if they start to fuss and you're like, nope, I want to be hands-on, that is totally fine. And this can be done during the day as well. So like if your little one's fussing, hey, buddy, I can hear you, right? During the day, you're going to be talking to them and, you know, say they're down on the on their play mat and you're in the kitchen, you're walking over, you're getting down to their level. I'm right here, kiddo. I see you're upset. And then you scoop them up. So it's that same idea if they're in bed, if you go right to their side and scoop them up, you're reaffirming that like, Ooh, you're not safe in here. Right. Kiddo. So I'm, I'm right here for you. I got you. I've rescued you. Whereas we want them to feel safe and secure in that space. So giving them, you know, like Elisa said, a couple of minutes to kind of fuss and grunt and groan and then going to their side and offering that hand and that shush versus picking them up and scooping them up right away. Like you've rescued them from the most dangerous possible scenario ever. Um, that's going to really help build their sense of security as well. If they see and feel your calm when you're coming to them. And when you're at their side, that's going to help them feel calm and then in turn safe and secure. So we've talked a lot about these strategies that can help with newborn babies and babies that are under four months. What happens if you have a baby over four months, four or five, six months, let's say, or nine months, these same strategies might very well work for your older baby. It really depends on their temperament. For some babies, it works wonderfully and you can gradually teach them to be more comfortable falling asleep on their own like this, using hands-on and then easing off. For some babies though, they need more structure to it. And that's when 
doing formal sleep coaching will help them learn how to really feel comfortable falling asleep on their own. Now, I know for some parents, we say the word sleep coaching or sleep training, and that automatically means for some families that you just have to leave them in there and not go back in until they fall asleep. That is not what sleep coaching means. You can absolutely still be hands-on at first. It's just that there's more structure to it. So they learn a little bit faster. And for those older babies or the babies who are over four, five, six months and need a little bit more structure, that is what really helps them learn how to fall asleep on their own so that they can sleep well for those naps and bedtimes. So next week in the podcast, we are going to be talking about some of those different sleep coaching methods and what they entail in each of them. So make sure that you come back next week for that episode because it's going to be a good one. Awesome. We really hope that helps guys. And as always, if you have any questions, if you are ready to start teaching independent sleep and you would love Elisa and I support, you know, restfulparenting.com, let's book a free 15 minute call. Otherwise shoot us off an email info at restfulparenting.com. We can absolutely help you figure out those next steps. And if you have any questions, that's what we're here for. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.